Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show. But I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. We'll be right back to today's show, but before we do, I want to let you know that you can get a free copy of my first book, Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma, when you leave a review for the podcast on Apple Podcasts, either on desktop or on your phone. All you have to do is go to Apple Podcasts, look up Think Unbroken, click follow in the top right, and then go and leave a review at the bottom. And when you leave that review, screenshot it and send it over to book.thinkunbroken.com where you can upload your contact and mailing information, and we will send you a free copy of this award-winning, best-selling book, absolutely free, including shipping. Just go to book.thinkunbroken.com to upload your screenshot review from Apple Podcasts for the Think Unbroken podcast. And until next time, my friend, be unbroken. I'll see you. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show. But I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. 
I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of live coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Hey, what's up, Unbroken Nation? Hope that you're having an amazing day wherever you are in the world. Super excited to be back with you today with my phenomenal guest, Kiri Marie Moore, who is a global innovator, change maker, leader, a person who I'm like, damn, let's go. Um, <laughs> Kiri Marie, how are you, my friend? What is going on? Uh, I am awesome, and thank you for that intro. I, uh, I'm here on the Gold Coast where I don't normally live in Australia. I'm usually in Sydney when I'm based at home, uh, but I'm looking out at the beautiful water and enjoying every single breath of air that we get to have each day. I love it. That's beautiful. Yeah. I wish we could all spend a little bit more time having that moment of embracing the moment. Um, for those who don't know you, tell us a little bit mm. about your background, what you have going on and, and how you got to this moment here today. Yeah. So I've not always had the most perfect background, right? Like where you go, I want to be just like her. So let's just be clear on that firstly. And because of that, and it was tricky and there was a lot of pain in it, I, I figured that I could either stay in that or try and work out why do some people, no matter what they're given, no matter what turns up, whether they're bought in, in an amazing environment where, uh, you know, they have all the access to all education, amazing li family life, why do some of those make it, get amazing results, and then others don't? And then on the back flip of that, why do some that have nothing, are able to still achieve a lot. And I worked a long for a long time with young people and I loved it. We put on amazing programs and, you know, it was awesome when I was there. But what I realized was I was band-aiding the problems. We were never getting to the root of it and actually disrupting that pattern to get something different at the table. And so that kind of began my work. And then, of course, as a journey in who I was, where I wanted to go in life, I had to figure out, okay, so I wasn't all given it on a platter. What do I do now to bring change? And that's kind of me. And I get to work now with amazing leaders across the globe and, you know, really helping them to, to look at, okay, so we see the problem. What is the solution that we can bring? And, and I love working with pioneers and innovators and, you know, cutting edge that are willing to do it different. Yeah. And I think doing it different is so required because 
getting us to the point that we're at right now in whatever capacity of life, community, social, obviously isn't working that well. But yeah. I, you know, I, I think that there's that phrase, dare to be different. And when I think and I hear mm-hmm. things like this, you know, I, I always get tied up in this idea of how often fear paralyzes people. And, and this was my experience too. If I rewind my life 11, 12 years, you know, on, on paper, it looked great, but I was terrified of the potential that I had to be the person mm-hmm. I am today. Now, the Michael sitting in front of you at this moment is the realization of a caricature of the idea of the person I thought I could be. Because one day I sat down and I wrote down, this is who I am. And I started moving towards that. But even in that, I had to face this immense amount of fear, knowing that our backgrounds often dictate our future. And I had to break through yeah. that. I had to dare to you know, be different to create massive change in the world. But I had to start with me. What's it been like for you? Because I know everybody faces fear. And anytime I hear someone yeah. say, I'm not scared of anything, I go, you're the most scared person I've ever met. So how do you step into fear to become this moment where you're like creating an impacting change in your life and by proxy in the world? Yeah. So let's understand fear gripped my life for a long time. It was a huge play in, in how I turned up, what happened in life, what I didn't do and what I did do. And so I knew I had to kind of master this. And it became something that I really focused in on to the point that one of the things I feared was failure. Because you got to understand when I failed, there were huge consequences to my failure. And so you began to build this sort of DNA in your body, I call it your decision DNA, that my default system was never to fail. So I became a perfectionist. I had everything right. It had to look a certain way. And that was where I got the control from it. So I had to learn if I was to grow and to be able to do the things that I I get to do today, that I needed to learn to embrace failure. And that I thought that, okay, for a year, I'm going to embrace failure. That was my New Year's resolution. A year and a half later, I began to actually learn that failure was something that I could develop something that I could learn from and that they weren't failures. They were stepping stones in where I was to go next. And I think that has been my thing. When I learned that in such an area that had such a grip on my life, I realized if I could do that with those other areas that, you know, lots of people say, don't focus in on your weakest spots. But having been in the fitness industry, I was a PT. I um, studied a lot around nutrition and health. And I, I realized that every single one of us has an individual plan that we need to be working on. And if we don't work on those muscles, it affects the rest of our ecosystem. You know, who we turn up to today is no different to that. And I think that was my biggest fear was if I fail me, then I fail to turn up to give to the world what I'm meant to be here for. And, you know, if there's any time that fear comes in my life, I go, what is it I need to now work on? I'm not as scared of it like I was. I'm not going, oh, I can't face it. I go, okay, let's face it. What do I need to do? What are the things I need to put in place to exercise that muscle so that that becomes now a strength in my ecosystem. It's really fascinating to me because I, I measure fair fear as data. You said stepping yeah. stones. I think that can parlay. And when I'm looking at fear 
and failure, particularly, I go, look, you're gonna make mistakes. And yeah. as a as a reformed control freak, let me tell you this, and I'm curious of, of your thoughts here. The most the most clear way I can describe what it's like to step into freedom is letting go of the things that I can't control and accepting the things that I can. And in doing that, created yeah. this beautiful precedent for me to step into this understanding that, you know what, along this way, it's going to be bumpy. But often what I find, and especially in coaching and, and speaking and, and traveling the world and doing a lot of things that I've done, there are people paralyzed by this idea of shame and guilt and judgment about the fear of failure that someone else will see them trying and that they will fall and that people will point and laugh. So how does one navigate that aspect of, of really not only human consciousness, but society? Yeah. And I think there's a lot to be said about the society in which we live in, right? And how that dictates, if you let it, our destination. And I think that it comes down to this thing. We have to know who we are, what we're about, and we need to get strong in that so that we can bring and it doesn't matter what we bring to this world as long as it's adding value. And I think when I, for me personally, when I was able to go, hey, this is not about what Michael's meant to do in life. It's not about what George is meant to do, Mary. This is what Kerry Marie is meant to do. And when I could figure out what was that, and by the way, it's always evolving. It's never that I've reached my destination. But what I love about it is it gives me clarity and certainty in an unknown pathway forward. And that kind of excites me now. So where things like fear and my default system became a thing that, you know, I was fearful because of failure. I was fearful because of uh, if I did something wrong that I would let someone else down. Those things now become kind of exciting for me. Okay, so what is it that I'm scared of? What if I was able to do that? What would that now mean for me and for others that I get to serve? And I think that's been the amazing and the learning ground for me on it is instead of ignoring it, letting it sort of fester and get worse in your life, it's like, okay, hit me with it. And then the other side of it is, and I think that this is so important, is to be prepared right? We don't go into battle going, okay, I'm just turning up today at the front line of war and, and hoping that I have the skills, the tools to be able to do it well. And I think life is no different to that. How we turn up is no different to that. Sometimes we need to work on those skills, those tools a little more to be able to build the mental toughness to do the next level. And so that's why I think it's really important. We are constantly evolving. What do you think about this idea? And, and I've heard this in passing, and maybe it's just the, the structure of society right now in which mental toughness is not getting as much support as it should, where people go, well, maybe don't push yourself. Don't try so hard. Don't do things to make your life better. Just be okay. And, and to me, and this is my opinion, every time I hear someone <laughs> and, say- And you know what? I immediately started to interrupt, but I got to say, I immediately think here, we go into our excuses. Because often it is okay for us to stop for a moment, but we stay there and that's where it becomes an excuse or we go, yeah, you know what? 
I can't do it because of this. And so we let our limitations stop us. Or we go, you know, this has happened to me, or this person is doing this. And then we let our butts take over. How do you differentiate? So here's an interesting concept I've been playing with in my own life recently. Mm -hmm. When I really created a massive change in my life, I said, well, Michael, what do you want to do to have the life that you want to have? And I said, no excuses, just results. And that became this precursor for so much of my life. And now I've been thinking about this idea about Am I taking care of myself or am I taking it easy on myself? How yeah. do you differ? Have you ever had this thought? And if so, Which, how do you differentiate? So much that? so. So much so. And I, I'm really glad you're bringing this up because I think it's a really important thing. And it goes back to what you said around the mental toughness. Here's the thing. If we think of ourselves not just as, I'm, this is me turning up in my personal life. This is me turning up in my professional life. We have to think just as we do in business, just as we do in everything else, we have to think of things as an ecosystem. You are an ecosystem. If you work at your top speed the whole time, is that sustainable? Absolutely not. There are moments, and I and I think even more so in these days that we're living in, in what society is feeding us, that we are needing to learn how to create moments, to have moments where whatever that is that refuels you. For me, it's looking at water. For me, it's walking on this in the sun when the sun rises and when the sun sets. For me, it's getting exercise, it might be punching out and, and getting that out of me. It may be reading an amazing, inspiring book. It may be just having a conversation with another amazing person like yourself. Those are the moments that have to refuel. It's different for everyone. Just like if I go back to the exercise, not everyone can, can go at the full capacity as someone else for the same time that someone else can do it. So we can't expect us as humans to function like everyone else. So maybe you need more sleep. Maybe you need to stop in your day and breathe a little more and take time to do that. Maybe it's, it's things like you need to get out there and take more time in your day to go and exercise because when you exercise, you get away from everything else and you just spend time with yourself or having a conversation with someone else, or listening to an amazing podcast, whatever it is, right? Those things become more important. So mental toughness is not always about you've got to do this and you've got to get to the next thing. There is a discipline to it, and most people don't like discipline. I love it. I think it's a phenomenal thing to put into your ecosystem and, and your decision DNA. But here's the thing. You've got to get good at your yeses, but you've got to get good at your noes as well and yeah. know what you're about and know what you're not about. And I think if we think about society and this kind of concept, we have been so used to life and everyone else and social media and things like that telling us what to do. We have to get, and, and this is where I always talk about exercising your muscle of human intelligence. I believe the data we put in how we do what and what we do with that data and then the output of that data is your human intelligence as humans i believe we need to get smarter to think smarter and to think for ourselves and to strategically 
put some things in place that are going to help us as humans to turn up and be the best we're meant to be. No, that's not you. That's not everyone else. That's not what social media tells us. What are you meant to turn up today and be the best today? I love that. And one of the things that comes to mind here is when you think about the capacity that someone has to make meaning of who it is that they are, that's often informed by the experiences that we've had. And if you believe it's true, which I do, that we are the sum total of all the experiences that we've had to this moment, then that would mean that everything that's ever happened in our moment, in our life till right now makes us who we are. That said, there are some people who, when they're going through this human experience, they're coming into it being enmeshed, being groomed, having trauma, having mm -hmm. abuse, having all these things that thus create what I would dare call faulty programming. And then you're faced with this understanding of what your personal worth is based on someone else's narrative. And now you've yeah. arrived at this moment in which someone sitting here listening to this right now will go, well, Kira Marie, that's all fine and good. Great. I've heard that a million <laughs> times, but that thing happened to me, which now has forced me into this position where I'm terrified to be the person I believe that I'm capable of. So in understanding that and looking at that as a data yeah. point of measure that leads you to this moment, how does one actually start to create change in their life? in consideration so, of the impact so of the let's just be clear on this for a moment here right we all have a story you've got a story i've got a story so how we do that story what that story looks like is what patterns we put in place the behaviors we now have and then how we change that story going forward and that sounds lovely just like you said but it's the truth is I can't change the past. I know, and I can speak so truly to things like that. I know what it's like to stand on that cliff and wanting to take my life because I don't want to go any further because life got so tough and it felt like there was no hope forward. I know what it was like facing hospital and told that you're never going to live another day. I know what that feeling is like. I know that moment when you think there is nothing that I want to live for. I don't want to take another breath. I don't want to do anything else. That is that moment that you go, I'm here, recognize it, but do I want to stay here? Is this serving me? And here's the thing that I had to learn. I call it a crossroad in life. I can choose to keep doing my old story. Is that serving me? Is that going to get me where I want to be? So here's the thing. Often when it is at your lowest point, you are not able to do it for yourself. So I had to do it for someone else. And I believed at the point that I was, and I've had a few crossroad moments, trust me, in my life. But at the time that I started because it's a journey and I think we have to be clear on this. It doesn't mean that ooh, overnight I've got it sorted. I'm now going to head this way. It is a journey. And if you are at the rock bottom of the rock bottom, that journey is tough because you've got to get through all those rocks and boulders and the things that are, you know, have, have been the things that have been the challenges. And, and I want to encourage you 
that the road does get easier. I look at my life now and I'm so grateful that I get to live. And, and the reason I get, I get excited that I get to take a breath every day. I get excited that I get to live every day. I get excited that even though some days, and by the way, we're in isolation right now, um, there, there is like this continuous every day doing the same groundhog thing. I go, but I get to do that because there was a, you know, a time in life where I hit one of those crossroads where I was choosing not to do that. So if I go back into where it was tough, those tough moments, I got drivers, I got things that I couldn't do it for myself. I had always promised myself, Michael, that even, even when I had no children, that if I was ever to have children, they were never, ever going to go through anything that I did in my life. I promised that to myself. And so in that moment when there was a crossroad and I had children at that time, I would go, I can't do this for me, but I want a better life for my children. And I said I wouldn't do this for my kids. I'm going to be true on that promise. And that pulled me out. Or the moment when, you know, as a young girl, um, I had already been through horrific things before I hit at this time where I could consciously make a decision. And I go, okay, I could have been dead any of those 16 years beforehand. I'm not, you know, and for me, I was like, okay, God must have a bigger purpose for me than I can see for myself. I'm not going to waste those 16 years of going through that. I'm going to make a decision today to keep going towards. And then it was, once I make that decision, I've got to surround people that can take me on that journey. And that was the pieces that over time that's changed depending what that crossroad has been. But I have learned those skills to do every time I hit that crossroad is if I keep doing this journey from today onwards, because here's the thing, I can't change yesterday, but I have the power to change today and forward. And that's why I love thinking about a lot of things in the future and the hope and the vision around that. But I also love right where I am right now. How am I turning up today? Is it better than yesterday? Awesome. Then I'm heading in the right direction. Hey, Unbroken Nation. We'll be right back to the show. But I wanted to let you know that you can grab a copy of my first book, Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma, for free. If you go to book.thinkunbroken.com, you can download the PDF ebook version of the book and get everything that I know about the baseline of healing trauma for free downloaded to your email right now. Just go to bookthinkunbroken.com to download your copy of Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma for a PDF for your phone. Again, that is book. That thinkunbroken.com. Does yeah, that make sense? 100%. I have a lot of appreciation for that because, you know, as someone who has faced suicide multiple times and put myself in these unbelievably precarious situations in the course of my <laughs> yeah. life, I, I now look at it as, you know, w when I was at my lowest, it's because I wasn't serving others. I wasn't bringing anything yeah. to the table. And yet I was expecting other people to come in and somehow make yeah. my life better. And it was, and you know, I look at that and I think there was a period of time in which you do have to do a lot of personal work development, call it therapy, totally. journaling, you know, what, whatever that is. But Michael, don't but, you still have to do that now? Oh, like 100%. I'm still yeah, working absolutely. on me. 
I'm still growing. Yesterday, I spent I spent probably four hours with amazing global leaders, and basically, I felt like I was in therapy in both sessions. Yeah, and I don't, right? I don't think we stop. I think <laughs> I, I have this theory, and and it's that when you decide that you've reached the apex of what your capability is, that's when you die. And I don't mm. believe that I will ever do that. And I'm not saying I will live forever. I mean, that would be ideal. Then we can make more impact in the world. Have you got the pill for that? Have you? I, I'm, I'm working on it. And so what will happen oh, though awesome. instead is I think about every single day, how can I make granular and microscopic shifts and changes to project me forward? And I'm not saying yeah. necessarily I'll be better or worse yesterday versus today, but I'm thinking about today right now in this moment, like what can I do? that matters, not only Can necessarily to question? me, but to my mission. Yeah, absolutely. Why do you say that you won't necessarily be better today than yesterday? So a better might be that I just turned up today, even though I'm going through tough times and turning up might mean that I got through today. Sure. Cause I, I think that the way that I've begun to think about my life is in terms of macro goals. So I celebrate mm. my micro wins. I celebrate my micro wins every day. I go, Great job, went to the gym, great job, ate healthy, great yeah. job, you know, did something that mattered. Um, but I, I don't necessarily measure that as a data point of better. What I'm thinking about is the long-term macro goal of ending generational trauma in my lifetime. And I go, when yeah. I do that, then my day will be better, right? So it's just a, it, you know, it's interpretation. I don't think it's necessarily better but or But see, that's the, the reason I wanted to bring that up was because that's exactly it, right? So what that means to you, what that can mean to me can be really different, yet you've got to be able to define that. You've got to know what that looks like. So for me... Uh, I, I so get the micro macro, but I also, again, think that it's an ecosystem of if I know the macro, I can work towards, but it's the micro that gets me the macro. And I think that that's the important piece is that if I can know that, hey, I've done what I meant to do, went for my walk this morning, um, had a quiet time, did my gratefulness um, space this morning. I know that, that I'm going to be more effective. And if I'm being more effective, it doesn't matter if I'm speaking on a stage. It doesn't matter if I'm in a podcast. It doesn't matter if I'm just at home with my kids. I'm leading in the way that I'm meant to be leading. So that means I'm going to be better today than I was yesterday because every decision we make has an impact. So every conversation, every time we turn up, anywhere we are, Am I better than yesterday? Yeah, because I've, I've put in that work. I've done what I need to do. Does that mean I'm having life-shattering conversations every single day? Well, no. I, I would say no, although probably in my world it's, it's been a lot of those lately because of what's happening across the globe. But, uh, you know, reality is you've got to know that even when, I don't know, when you're not feeling like, and I think this is what I'm trying to say, is when you're not feeling that you're doing it, when you're not feeling you've met or you've changed, the fact that you're knowing that you're wanting to change, you've got an awareness around it, and you want to own that, that's a huge change from yesterday, right? And I, and I think that's really important for those that are facing things that are difficult. It's, it's that getting back up when it gets tough. 
you know, the person that won't make it, that doesn't change, that doesn't see some of the grass that is greener on the other side is the person that's not willing to get back up. And I have to encourage those that are listening that are facing those really tough, traumatic stages in life. The importance is, are you willing to get back up, even though it's tough? And, yeah, and to make today a new day and whatever I decide today to be the day that I'm moving it forward, whatever that looks like. And it might mean just getting out of that bed and getting up and, and existing in your day. Kudos, because I know when it's tough, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to get back up. hundred percent. And, you know, I, I think like in the context of this conversation, you asked me that question 12 years ago, better would have been Mm. like, I took a shower today for real. Exactly. Right. right? And so I I think that life is very progressive. And so the measurement and and here's such a great point. I really want people to understand this and take this away from today the way that other people interpret the world has nothing to do about the way that you interpret the world. We must be the ones who make meaning. Now, thinking about this idea of macro and micro, if, you know, what is your macro? Because I know you have some things that you're working on that are beautiful, that are big, that are grandiose, that are, in fact, probably even <laughs> scary at times. What is the macro goal for you? What is what is <laughs> when life you talked about like fear? I go. When you talked about fear, I go. Yeah, I've got some fear, and the fear is the bigger picture because. Okay, just to put some context around it, I'm a major introvert. I am not someone that goes, hey, I want to be leading. I want to be out there. But I also have a story that has helped many people. And because of it, I've learned skills and things that can help really change where you are now to where you want to go. So for me, that has just grown over the years. And my bigger picture is really what if we made decisions at the decision table and we looked at it through the lens of humanity as stakeholders i know that's big and it's like what does she even mean by that all i mean is humanity is michael you and i stakeholders mean well, what is the the result we want? What is that impact that we want to bring? What is the growth that we want to see? And, you know, when I look at the global landscape, that's just what you're doing over there, what I'm doing over here. That's what someone else is doing over there. How can we bring that change? And I believe it's when we make decisions at any table, whether you're at a table where you're just trying to figure out what is it I'm going to do next? What is that job I want? Or who is that that I need to connect with? That we are making decisions that are going to add value to humanity going forward, not take away from. And I keep believing that if everyone does that, that that's how we're going to change the culture. So you talked about it earlier about society. You know, we don't, we, we don't need to look very far to see division. We don't need to look very far to see humans not being that nice to each other or humans making decisions that are affecting and there's consequences, as many of the people that listen to you will know. Uh, so what if we could change society and that everyone made decisions adding value to humanity, not taking away from? And that means that... The way that I see that happening is that each day we're just choosing to do the one thing 
that is going to help us to shift that dial forward. And that's what that's about. It's about going, what are you going to commit to in your world? What am I going to commit to in my world to help do that? And, uh, you know, the thing that I can do is help amazing leaders who have their communities to narrow that gap from seeing a problem to actually now being able to deliver a solution. And that would change culture. So for me, that's my my thing I can do, right? Yeah, and, and I love that. And what, what comes to mind in this is I think about all the incredible human beings I've met and mm -hmm. how so many of them have a voice and messages and missions, and yet they talk from the sidelines and they're not willing to step up for whatever reason. And this isn't a, a cast of judgment, but what I'm always thinking about is how do we get more people to be leaders? Yeah. So I think you say a couple of interesting things and that's, you know, that's a huge part of what I do is give voice to, to hum humanity. Uh, it's, it's come from my background. I was that girl that didn't have a voice and, you know, if the humans around me had given me a voice, oh my gosh, I think I would have just been such a different person and my journey would have been such a different person. But in saying that, what I learned from those times was a resilience, was that mental toughness, was this, this ability to look for a solution even though there didn't feel like there was one. And I think that, you know, you say about giving voice, one of the things is we have to know that we've got a voice. And that's why I say it goes back to us as an individual. Well, what is it that you can bring? Do you know your voice can be as simple as just, I'm willing to connect with a friend every day and just tell them I care. Do you know that could make a real difference in someone's life? That's gonna add value, right? So we can do this no matter what stage we're at. And, the, you know, it could be, okay, I'm going to choose that today I'm going to connect with another business owner and just check in on them and make sure they're doing okay. It could be something as simple as that. It's whatever's in your hands. Uh, and I think that that's where we've got to come back to, going how do we give voice? We are willing to step into it ourselves. We're willing to reach out. Now, if you've got platforms I believe that responsibility is even bigger. It's to use your platform to give voice. And it goes back to, Michael, what you said earlier, that, uh, you know, we've got to do a lot of work on ourselves. You cannot be telling the world things that you're still really dealing with. So, you know, the reason I can talk about anything and everything of my past now there was always a there was not always a time that I could do that, right? Is because I did the hard work, but I do it now because not because I want people to feel sorry for me, not because I want uh, oh she's amazing, she's done this because of this. No, because I want you to realize that when you have a voice and a platform, there's a responsibility because maybe maybe you're that person at this moment that feels you don't have a voice, that today is really tough, I want to say to you, get back up, get surrounded by people that can help you and to take you where you need to go. And when you have that moment in your day 
even no matter how tough it is, reach out to someone that you could just care for. Just say, hey, mate, I was wondering how you are. What are you doing today? Are you okay? Because you don't know how much you reaching out to someone else will mean to someone else. And by the way, when you're starting to help other people, it starts making you go, oh, oh, this feels pretty good, doesn't it? Being able to help other someone else, to be able to use my voice to bring some change. That's what it's about. And it doesn't matter. Again, this goes back to capacity. It doesn't matter at what stage you're at. I believe every single one of us can be grateful for one thing in, in our life, if not more. Yeah, that's, that's powerful. And show right? gratefulness so and have something in our hands to give no matter where we're at. Yeah, there's so much truth to that. One of the things that I'm contemplating as we're having this conversation is looking at the state of the current world. And I, I recognize that there are certain shifts happening societally where some people are closing down, some people are opening up, and some people are ostracized, some people are getting back to reality. And we spent, and, and I will say this, I, I don't think we fully understand the ramifications of what the last year and now mm. moving into almost two years is going to be. I do think they're going to be incredibly detrimental to communication as a whole, to interaction yeah. as a whole, to things. And, and look, this is not to be political or anything like that, but instead to think about as we move to or towards some sense of normality, how do we expedite a shift around coming back together as a communal species in consideration that the very thing that makes us humans has been stripped from us for so long? Yeah. So I think we have to, so that that's beautiful. And, and I, what I love about that is it creates an awareness. And I think that's where it starts. We've got to create this awareness of, okay, so how how is it different what does that need to look like going forward i think we need to have different conversations the old conversation isn't always going to get us to where we want to go in the future and by the way that conversation means that we need to have different people at the table so if we've got people who are going through and having to deal with things that maybe haven't been at the level from years ago then we need those people at the table and and i think it's how do we do that going forward we need to do it as little little communities and then those big, those communities need to come together with other communities. We have got to stop this division that's happening across the world. Um, it's almost like it's cool to be a minority right now. But we don't want minorities. We want humans, humanity at the table. And when we have a conversation at that table, we need to look at it. And this is where I come back to all, everything that I'm about this to this day is if we are about humanity as stakeholders, that means when we come to that table, the first thing we're coming there as is a human. You're bringing your distinctions. So those differences, the things we need to hear, we need to see, we need to have a conversation around. You're bringing that to the table, but the first priority at that table is the human race. So even if we disagree at that table, even if some of the things that we do, we don't, we don't, we go, oh my gosh, that's so terrible or that's, that's so amazing, whatever that is, right? We actually sit at that table and we go, okay, the most important thing is we want to see 
and have one outcome that we know that we're adding value to human race. And I think that's where we've got to go back to is, okay, in, in your community, what is one thing, knowing that it's tougher now than it was before, knowing that there are more people struggling right now than ever before, knowing that things behind the scene um, because of the tension, the stresses that people are dealing with, it's bringing more trauma into a lot of home homes at this moment compared to what it was even before. Knowing this, how do we now do one thing that we can all agree on to keep moving it forward? And that is how we're going to change it. It's not going to the table going, there's our 50 million lists of things that we need changing, getting all the people that agree with you on that. It is we have got to get the humans back together, working together, going how can we keep improving the human race so that not only you are succeeding, I'm succeeding, everyone else down that road, that road, that pathway is succeeding too. And I know that sounds grandiose, but I think more than ever that uh, we need to do this. We need to change culture. We cannot continue the same way that we were before. It has to be different. And that means a different conversation and different lenses in which we use at the table with our questions. And then it means that we have to agree to disagree, be uncomfortable with uh, disagreeing, but we need to listen. And we need to see everyone that comes to the table. And we need to start doing it one step at a time or one shift at a time towards where we really want the world to be at. Otherwise, yeah, I, it's all going to be too big. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And I think with clarity comes intention. My friend, this has been an amazing <laughs> conversation. And before I ask you my last question, can you tell everyone where they can find you? Yeah, so like everyone else, I'm on social media. Find me anywhere on social media. I am around Kerry Murray Moore. But for those that want to just do their one thing, I would love, and I'll make sure you have this link somewhere, but if you go to the 1% movement.com, and basically what I want to do is make a wall of humanity, of awesome humans across the world, just doing their one thing because I believe that when we see others doing their one thing that that encourages us to keep doing our one thing I believe that when you can see that others are excited about seeing change it means that your one thing adds to what someone else is doing what someone else is doing what someone else is doing and that is how we change culture across the globe uh so there you go i love it I, I love it guys please and we'll put the link in the notes here for you um my last question for you my friend yeah. is what does it mean to you to be unbroken oh that's such a to be unbroken so can you tell me just to be clear what unbroken means to you no because this is a question for you. <laughs> so here's the funny thing. I really struggle with unbroken. And I'll tell you why. Because for so many, and, and this is because I'm such a, my whole work is based on patterns, right? So I've gone, what is the pattern that doesn't serve me? What do I need to disrupt to then create? 
And so one of the things that you've got in there is broken. And even though I'm unbroken, I find it really a struggle to even consider the broken bed in it because that was my whole life. That was what I was for so many years of my life. There was so much hurt. My decisions were all made around brokenness. I, my relationships that I got into, where I saw myself in life, I followed people because I thought if I follow what they want for me, then I will be and turn up in the world the way that I'm meant to. When I became, I guess, unbroken was when I disrupted that pattern. And what I saw was this woman who could lead and help others to then lead their communities. I saw a person who could use whatever's in her hand to be a voice for another human. I saw, you know, someone who could use the smarts, the data that she has within her to go, how can I build out more effective and more uh, solutions and innovations that are going to help people have the education or the resources or the tools to get them there. And I think it, that's what I saw was possibility, opportunity and freedom, not just for me to live the best I can each day, but give that to others. Does that give you an answer? That is so beautiful. I love that. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you for being here. I greatly appreciate you. Unbroken Nation, thank you so much for listening. Please like, subscribe, comment, review, tell a friend. And until next time, my friends, be unbroken. I'll see you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Think Unbroken. Please share this episode with someone who could use it and help us move forward in our mission of ending generational trauma in our lifetime. And if you would, please take five seconds to pop on iTunes or Spotify, hit that five star, leave a review. And you can also reach out to us on social at Michael Unbroken or at Think Unbroken. And of course, you can check out our YouTube channel at Think Unbroken. Thank you for being a part of Unbroken Nation, my friends. And until next time, be unbroken save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app get 16 ounce packs of flavorful angus 90 lean ground sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious coca-cola pepsi or 7-up all with your card shop these deals at your local kroger less than five miles away or tap the screen now to download the kroger app to save big today kroger fresh for everyone Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of live coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. 
Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program.